the city of many Kalamdiram and Abdullah, son of Abi Kalaba. It is related that Abdullah bin Abi Kalaba went forth in quest of a she-camel which had strayed from him, and as he was wandering in the deserts of Al-Yaman and the district of Sabah, behold, he came upon a great city girt by a vast castle, around which were palaces and pavilions that rose high into middle air. He made for the place, thinking to find there folk of whom he might ask concerning his she-camel. But when he reached it, he found it desolate, without a living soul in it. So, quoth he, I alighted, and hobbling my dromedary. And Shahzad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and seventy-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abdullah bin Abi Kalaba continued. I dismounted, and hobbling my dromedary, and composing my mind, entered into the city. Now when I came to the castle, I found it had two vast gates. Never in the world was seen their like for size and height, inlaid with all manner of jewels and jacinths, white and red, yellow and green. Beholding this, I marveled with great marvel, and thought the case mighty wondrous. And entering the citadel in a flutter of fear, and dazed with surprise and affright, I found it long and wide, about equaling Al-Madinah in point of size, and their floors were strewn with great pearls and balls, no smaller than hazelnuts, of musk and ambergris and saffron. Now, when I came within the heart of the city, and saw therein no created beings of the sons of Adam, I was near swooning and dying for fear. Moreover, I looked down from the great roofs of the pavilion chambers and their balconies, and saw rivers running under them, and in the main streets were fruit-laden trees and tall palms, and the manner of their building was one brick of gold and one of silver. So I said in myself, Doubtless, this is the paradise promised for the world to come. Then I loaded me with the jewels of its gravel and musk of its dust, as much as I could carry, and returned to my own country, where I told the folk what I had seen. After a time, the news reached Mu'awiyah, son of Abu Sufyan, who was then Caliph of Al-Hijaz. So he wrote to his lieutenant in Sana, Al-Yaman, to send for the teller of the story and question him of the truth of the case. Accordingly, the lieutenant summoned me, questioned me of my adventure, and of all I told him what I had seen, whereupon he dispatched me to Mu'awiyah, before whom I repeated the story of the strange sights, but he would not credit it. So I brought out to him all the birds and the balls of musk and ambergris and saffron, in which latter there was still some sweet savour, but the pearls were grown yellow and had lost pearly colour. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and seventy-seventh night, she said, 
had reached me was the king, that Abdullah, son of Abu Kalaba, continued. But the palace had grown yellow and had lost purple color. Now Muawiyah wondered at this, and sending for Kaab al-Ahbar, said to him, I have sent for thee to ascertain the truth of a certain matter and hope that thou would be able to certify me thereof. Asked Ka'ab, What is it, O commander of the faithful? And Muawiyah answered, What is thou of any city founded by man, which is built of gold and silver? The pillars whereof are of chrysolite and rubies, and is gravel, pearls, and balls of musk, and ambergris and saffron. He replied, Yes, O this is Iram with pillars decked and dight, the like of which was never made in the lands, and the builder was Shaddad, son of Ad the Greater. Quoth the Caliph, Tell us something of its history. And Ka'ab said, Ad the Greater had two sons, Shadid and Shaddad, who, when their father died, ruled conjointly in his stead. And there was no king of the kings of the earth, but was subject to them. After a while, Shadid died, and his brother Shaddad reigned over the earth alone. Now, he was fond of reading in antique books, and, happening upon the description of the world to come and of paradise, with its pavilions and galleries and trees and fruits and so forth, his soul moved him to build the like thereof in this world. After the fashion aforesaid, now under his hand were an hundred thousand kings, each ruling over an hundred thousand chiefs, commanding each on hundred thousand warriors. So he called these all before him and said to them, I find in ancient books and annals a description of paradise, as it is to be in the next world, and I desire to build me its like in this world. Go ye forth therefore to the privileged chapter of earth the most and build me there a city of gold and silver, whose gravel shall be crystal and rubies and pearls, and for support of its vaults make pillar of jasper. Fill it with palaces, whereon ye shall set galleries and balconies, and plant its lanes and thoroughfares with all manner trees bearing yellow white fruits, and make rivers to run through its rich channels of gold and silver. Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the 278th night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the lieges answered, Yes, we know that. Whereupon the king rejoined, Fare ye then to the mines of chrysolites and rubies and pearls and gold and silver, and collect their brooks, and gather together all the value that is in the world and spare no pains and leave not. And take also for me such of these things as be in men's hands, and let nothing escape Be diligent and beware of disobedience. And thereupon he wrote letters to all the kings of the world, 
bade them gather together whatsoever of these things was in their subjects' hands, and get them to the mines of precious stones and metals, and bring forth all that was therein, even from the abysses of the seas. This they accomplished in the space of twenty years, with the number of rulers then reigning over the earth was three hundred and sixty kings, and Shaddad presently assembled from all lands and countries architects and engineers and men of art and laborers and handicraftsmen who dispersed over the world and explored all the wastes and worlds and tracks and holes. At last they came to an uninhabited spot, a vast and fair open plain, clear of sand hills and mountains, with founts flushing and rivers rushing, and they said, This is the mother of So they busied themselves in building the city, even as bade them Shaddad, king of the whole earth in its length and breadth, leading the fountains and channels, and laying the foundations after the prescribed fashion. Moreover, all the kings of earth's several reigns sent thither jewels and precious stones, and pearls large and small, and carnelian, fine gold, and virgin silver on camels by land, and in great ships over the waters. There came to the builders' hands of all these materials so great a quantity as may neither he told nor counted nor conceived. So they labored at the work three hundred years, and when they had brought it to end, they went to King Shaddad and acquainted him therewith. Then said he, We bought and make their own in a rising in town high in air, and beautiful. So they returned forthwith, and did this another twenty years, after which they again presented themselves before King Shaddad, and informed him of the accomplishment of his will. Then he commanded his wazirs, who were a thousand in number, and his chief officers, and such of his troops, and others as he put trust in, prepare for departure and removal to many columned Ram in the suite at the stirrup of Shaddad, son of Ad, king of the world. And he bade also such as he would for his women and his Arab, his handmaids and eunuchs, make them ready for the journey. They spent twenty years in preparing for departure, at the end of which time Shaddad set out with his host. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and seventy-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Shaddad bin Ad fared forth, he and his host, rejoicing in the attainment of his desire, till there remained but one day's journey between him and the realm of the pillars. Then Allah sent down on him, and on the stubborn unbelievers with him a mighty rushing sound from the heavens of his power, which destroyed them all. said to him, Hath any mortal ever made his way to that city? He replied, Yes, one of the companions of Muhammad, on whom he blessed in peace, reached it, doubtless and for sure, after the same fashion as this man here seated. 
and quoth Al-Shabi, It is related on the authority of learned men of Himya in Al-Yaman that Shaddad, when destroyed with all his hosts by the sound, was succeeded in his kinship by his son Shaddad the Less, whom he left vice-regent in Hazramat and Sabah, when he and his marched upon many columned Iran. Now, as soon as he heard of his father's death on the road, he caused his body to be brought back from the desert to Hazramat, and bade them hew him out a tomb in a cave, where he laid the body on a throne of gold, and threw over the corpse three score and ten robes of cloth of gold, purified with precious stones. Lastly, at his sire's head, he set up a tablet of gold, whereon were graven these verses. Take hold of your crown, and in length of life vain, I am Shaddam, son of Allah, of the fort's cattle Lord of pillars and power, Lord of tribe, might and name, whom all earth sons obey for my mischief. And who held the east and west in my awful reign? He preached me salvation, whom God had saved. When a cry was cried from the horizon fade, then we fell in fields, like the harvested grain. Al-Salibi also related. It chanced that two men once entered this cave and found steps at its upper end. So they descended and came to an underground chamber, a hundred cubits long by forty wide and a hundred high. In the midst stood a throne of gold, whereon lay a man of huge bulk, filling the whole length and breadth of the throne. Was covered with jewels and raiment gold and silver wrought, and at his head was a tablet of gold bearing an inscription. So they took the tablet and carried it off, together with as many bars of gold and silver and so forth as they could bear away.
Music Gems Audio Presents Sir Richard Burton's Timeless Classic with Thousands of Old Arabian Nights and Angels with Pity of Mini Cohen Brown and Abdullah, son of Abu Kalaba. Featured by Zalia Kuba Abdullah the Adventure, Kamran Mikai as Muawiyah the Caliph, Ron Blackie as Ka'ab the Ancient Scribe. With special thanks to Richard Kingsley as King Shaddai. Anthony Sardena as architect, Sean Chiplock as Sage Al Sha'abi, Patrick Seymour as Sage Al Salibi, musical guest Kaf Al Tariq El Tamahir, and Emeya with Nightside of Eden. Sound effects from freesound.org, opening and ending credits theme, interim by Steve Irwin, and Arabian Adventures by Music Bakery. Licensed by AudioSparks.com. Desert Gym is copyright 2017. All rights reserved.